Hello, you are listening to Deeply Curious. My name is Cody Jensen, and joining me in our New York City studio apartment is my wife, Sarah. Hello. This podcast, this episode of Deeply Curious, we're going to be tackling the topic of work-life balance. Just what do we think about it? Can we even achieve it? What is it? What is it? (laughs) It's a brand new year, guys. It's a new year. You should probably figure these things out. Yeah, because everybody knows that you can only decide to change things in your life within the first two weeks of January. Right. If you haven't set your resolutions by January 15th, there's no hope. You might as well just either fall asleep for the rest of the year um, or, you know, live a terrible life because there's the only two options. really. Yeah. Deadline is January 15th. So wait, when is this podcast? I was about to say, I don't even know when this podcast is coming out. It may already be January 15th. Let's look. It comes out. On the 15th. Okay, well, it is today. Yes, it's a good thing you're listening to this because literally we are saving your life right now. (laughs) Today's the deadline. (laughs) This is like if you were listening to this on tax day and we reminded you that taxes are due today. Well, resolutions are due today. If they come in tomorrow, sorry. Sorry about you. But before we jump into today's topic, we want to let you know and give a huge thank you to our sponsor, B&H Photo Video. B&H is a massive camera video pro audio superstore located in new york city just up the road Mm -hmm. from us in the uh in midtown and but the beauty of bnh is they have a a a wonderful superstore that you can come and peruse on on your leisurely time (laughs) that you're going to have because you're going to achieve work-life balance right but if you haven't made it there yet you can go to their website bnh.com or bhphotovideo.com and you can peruse the the virtual shelves of for all of your pro audio, video, and photo needs. Yeah. Do I? They got everything. Do I? Does that, does that sound like a great infomercial? Yeah, you do have a good infomercial voice. <laughs> I just I just need a um like a bunch of stacks of boxes from B and H that I'm stumbling around with. And yeah. Like, <laughs> do you ever struggle with all of your? photo video uh needs and then drop them all like you know b and h online yeah (laughs) exactly shop online it comes straight to your door from bnh.com there's our ad anyways anyway into the conversation bnhphoto.com remember that hit them up but now we're gonna get into the conversation right before but right before i do that i'm gonna tell you to also go to shop.deeplycurious.fm and get yourself some deeply curious swag but since I've been talking about sponsors for a while, we're going to jump into the conversation. <laughs> all right. Work-life balance. Work-life balance. Um, it's all you. Oh, gosh. Well, uh, first of all, I just want to say, Cody brought notes to this podcast. so I'm a professional. I feel underprepared. Um, but I think it's I do because... best just winging it. So. Well, yeah. I mean, I have achieved work-life balance. Oh. <laughs> and so I wasn't like rushed into this. Yeah. Know, came... Well, okay. Let's just start there, though, because I think that's. Maybe a good place to start unless it's later in your notes. I don't know. Nope. I don't have that in the notes. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, this week we heard our pastor said something along the lines of um, a busy life does not mean it has to be rushed, right? A busy life is not a rushed life. Yes. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a rushed life. Yeah. yeah. And um, I immediately thought, oh my gosh, maybe that's my mantra for 2019. Like, it's so, I think it's such a good way of looking at it and maybe even a good way of looking at work-life balance because just because, it doesn't mean that you're not gonna work. It doesn't mean that you're not gonna be busy, maybe even all the time, but you don't have to feel like rushed about it. Like there's, there's a sense of like calm to your work that I think maybe that's the point. I don't know, but like work-life balance for me has never, I've never known how, how to achieve work-life balance. It's very difficult for me. Um, so I think going into this year, that's kind of how I'm looking at it is like, I'm still going to be busy, maybe busier in some seasons than in others, but overall I am not going to feel rushed. I don't want to feel like, oh my gosh, if I don't do this thing, then I'm going to be behind. And like, oh, I have to do this thing to stay relevant. Oh, I have to put out this many videos in order for people to, you know what I mean? I don't want to feel rushed behind everything that we're doing. Right. And another thing with a a busy life isn't a rush life is that no 
in the conversation as we, as we go on, none of this is about not having great work ethic right. and not working hard. Yeah, it's not about not working. Because, you know, we, I mean, basically success comes to those who work for it. Right. But there is a, uh, I guess, a, a shift, a pendulum shift, or, or there's mm-hmm. there comes a time whenever you're going on along that line of working really hard to achieve your goals that you end up neglecting parts of your life that you actually do have them as a priority, mm-hmm. but you forget about them. Right. And you neglect them, and it ends up costing you relationally, financially, you know, spiritually, emotionally. Whatever. In the future, because yeah. you're focused on this one thing in your life that, you know, maybe you're doing it for, you know, because that's the way society says that you need to do it. Right. Because you genuinely enjoy doing that thing. Which is fine. Yeah. But I think, so there's a quote that I actually came across on, me with my quotes, on the internet the other day. And it was, it's anonymous. I don't know who it's by. It's But it's by a professor. And he was telling his students on the first day of school. And basically he said, like, you can't help anybody else or you can't be successful. You can't achieve what you're trying to achieve. If you are sleep deprived, malnourished and like unhealthy, like unfit, you know, physically unfit. So um, make sure, you know, to like pay attention to like, don't let go of what you want. Um, find a balance, be, breathe deep, you know, all that kind of basically the whole like, don't be stressed as a student because it's not worth it. Like you can't achieve what you're trying to achieve if you are unhealthy and I think that is the problem with the whole conversation around work at least in America I don't really know what it's like everywhere else but like Americans really value work and that's great I think it does produce great work ethic in people um but work ethic is different than working all the time yeah like, like you work, should work ethic is different than workaholism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you should rest and you should take time to step away because that's where I believe that's where creativity comes in and that's where new ideas form and that's where um the the joy of creating happens in the space that you allow to just sit and I mean be bored. We've had that conversation on this podcast before, I think. Yeah. But and that can't happen if you're always working. And back to, uh, I mean, the conversation of a busy life isn't necessarily a rush life. Is is it's it is creating time, I think, for people Mm -hmm. because if you are busy and you have a lot going on, you have goals and you're achieving these things and you're chugging along and you have these meetings and all this type of stuff, but. Somebody, you know, who you value calls you and like, hey, I could, you know, use help or, hey, I'm going bowling, mm-hmm. that type of thing. Instead of if, if you're living a rushed life that you can't take the moment to pause and be like, oh, wait, yeah, I would actually really enjoy spending time with this person. I do enjoy bowling and I would like to invest time into that relationship because whenever I do, I come away from it feeling more energized. Right. But if you're in a rush life, you're like, man, I would love to do that, but I can't. I have to do this. I have to do that. I have to do this. People are calling me, all this type of stuff. Yeah. And being busy is different than being rushed. Yes. Okay. Okay. The conversation of work-life balance. Mm -hmm. I have thought about it for a long time, and I've obviously, you know, tried to work on and try to achieve said Mm -hmm. thing. Uh, (laughs) But I I heard something from a guy named Michael Hyatt um, years ago, and I really liked what he had to say about it, and I also implemented it into my life for the most part. You know, I've obviously forgot in seasons and you know remembered in others and that's actually kind of part of what he says about work-life balance and we'll get into that but kind of the way that he looks at the topic of Mm -hmm. work-life balance is not necessarily that it can ever be 
achieved necessarily. You're not like working towards this end goal of when I get to here, that's whenever I can put a check mark next to balance. I now live a balanced life. Mm -hmm. And the metaphor that he uses is thinking about balance in the physical sense. So if you were to stand on one foot balancing, or if you were to go you know, to a uh, slack line or, you know, a ropes course or something and you're balancing on it. You don't just like achieve balance. You, you, it is highly focused. If you're sitting there trying to balance on one foot, you're actively thinking about it and you're actively making adjustments in your body mm-hmm. as you're achieving this balance. And, and you, and it's, you know, same if you were on a slack line or whatever, it's like, it takes focused, intentional, body movement and mind to to really achieve being balanced and so one of the things that he talks about is that you know balance is not easy and it take it takes work and you have to live in the the tension yeah like you if you are living a balanced life you are you are basically managing your priorities and managing the tension of all of your priorities and Essentially, it's it's not a static thing. Balance is not static. If you same in the physical sense, if you were standing on one foot, you're not being you're not static. You you are actively thinking about it. And another thing to think about is whenever you you kind of continue that metaphor, I guess, and think about highly focused work. You know, like it's, it takes focus to balance, but also whenever you are fully present. And you are highly focused on working on something and you cut out distractions, you can achieve what you want to do in half the amount of time. Yes. If you're trying, you know, for you, it's like if you're writing an article, if you turn off everything and write your article, I'm just going to throw out a time frame and say it takes you one hour. You know, it's like it's done. You, you, you did it. You were highly focused on that thing. But if you don't do that, and every time you get a ping or a ding and it distracts you and whenever your brain tells you, hey, check Facebook, hey, check Twitter, yeah. you know. I do know. <laughs> yeah. Not only it, it takes you three hours to do the exact same thing that a, if you were highly focused, it would only take you one hour. Mm-hmm. And so it's it distracted work. It takes t- twice or, or three times as long as focused work. Yeah. And if you... That is to say that part of work-life balance is to actually be focused and smart with your work so you aren't constantly rushed. You may be constantly busy Mm -hmm. because you're a high achiever. Right. But you can be a high achiever, work smart, get everything done that you want in your life and your day in this hour if you actually put limiters on your life if you actually say this these are my priorities and i'll just use social media because i think it is a a a big topic yeah and say social media is you know whenever i actually write down my life's priorities and i say like (laughs) you know make money or my wife you know god you know family whatever it is social media is way down at the bottom yeah. And yet I'm letting social media right take over like priority number one or two. Right. Which then in turn makes me have less time for everything else, which in turn makes me live a rushed life instead of just, you know, living a busy, productive life. Yeah. One thing one thing that you said that I want to uh touch on because I thought it was really interesting is you said, um, Balance is about tension or living in the tension mm-hmm. or something. And it's interesting because I always think that when you hear like, oh, work-life balance, he lives a balanced life. It feels very zen. Mm-hmm. Like it should be zen and right. like just nice. But the reality is that it's not because everything takes intention and intention is focus and like specific and like not not zen. Right. It's essentially like if it, and I guess this can't be a blanket statement, but Mm -hmm. it's like if it's easy, 
then it's probably not balanced, you know, type right. thing. It's like, you know, yeah, I don't nothing know if that, good ever comes that, easy. Yeah, right? I don't know if that metaphor really follows through. But I mean, in my experience and listening to the experience of others who are much smarter than myself, <laughs> balance is something that is is hard work. Yeah. But it's worth it. Right. I think that that does play into what you were saying of like, um, if you write down your priorities and like social media is at the bottom, but you actually look at like what's eating up your time or what you're f- actually doing and it's at the top. I think that again goes back to the intention of right. work-life balance and like being incredibly intentional with every minute is so important because if you're not, it's so easy to just go on autopilot and do whatever like our brains are good at like coming up with crap and so if you're not being very intentional about your work and priorities and i don't know i guess work ethic whatever you want to call it then yeah like you will be working all the time because (laughs) yeah you've lost so much time to things that don't matter whereas if you're being very intentional about what work you're doing you always have time for the other priorities in your life, I think. Right. And back to what you were saying about with the professor and like your personal health and that type of thing, that is another huge thing with work-life balance is ultimately, even if, you know, and I'm 100% talking to myself too, it's like, (laughs) even if we don't ever want to think about our physical health Mm -hmm. and that type of stuff, no matter where you write down your priorities, if you actually thought about it, your number one priority is to remain healthy and to not die. Yeah. But if, if that is the case, then why are we eating the way we are? Why are we not exercising? Why are we not, you know, b- remaining active and that type of stuff? Drinking water. And, right. And drinking water. Because if, you know, if you actually think that your priority is to be this high achieving, you want to accomplish these goals, your your life's mission is to create this business, this whatever. If you die because you aren't doing right to your body, then you can't achieve that. Yeah. Well, if you're constantly sick. I was going to say also your body can only handle so much. And so if you're eating terrible drinking a lot of sugar, you know, whatever it is, not sleeping, but then also forcing it into like all of this um, work and like non-rest. What do you think it's going to happen? Like it's going to shut down at some point and that just takes more time away. Whereas if you maintain a base level of health, I mean, you can conquer the world. You know, right, and it kind of goes. We, we uh, a couple things. Not that we are the no. people who should be talking about physical health. I'm not That's, great. That at is it. a priority. <laughs> yeah, that is a priority for us in, this year. Yes, um, and something that we definitely. I think that, is important. That, that is one of the areas of my life that I have not had balance in ever. Ever. Yeah. Not. I don't. I don't. I couldn't. I mean, other than whenever I was a kid and I was just in teenager and stuff like. But when you're just naturally active. As an, yes. As an adult with work and a life, um, <laughs> I have not been, I have not uh, prioritized or balanced physical health in there. At all. Yeah. But um, so a couple metaphors. One, it's just like uh, on the airplane, whenever they say, you know, in the case of emergency, a mask will drop down, mm-hmm. put your own mask on mm-hmm. before you help others because you can't help others if you are passed out if you're dying from <laughs> lack of oxygen right yeah if you pass out you can't help anybody yeah and and another thing that we've talked about a lot on the podcast with mental health is the same thing mm-hmm. of if you aren't taking care of you first then how can you expect to help others how can you expect to be who you know you want to be for your mm-hmm. family for your employer or whoever yeah you know if you're not taking care of you first it's true I think we we very often forget that a part of uh, high achieving, I guess you maybe we call it that, yeah. <laughs> is maintenance, is mental health, physical health. That includes taking time off and sleeping and sometimes doing things just to do them. There doesn't have to be like a work reason, 
you know, because giving our brain a break is healthy for it. Right. That's my whole spiel. So, <laughs> so on the road to achieving work-life balance. Yes. One of the things, the first thing is getting clear on your priorities is to actually write down what your priorities are. What are, what are the most important things to you? Mm-hmm. Not what's the most important things in, you know, your wife's life, your husband, your, you know, employer, whatever. It's Society. like, yes, exactly. It's thinking about you, who you are for you personally, what are your priorities? And so as an example, as you know, for me, as a Christian, I would love to say that my number one priority is my faith and my relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And then the next one should be myself as my, you know, body mm-hmm. and maintaining this, I mean, the whole conversation we just had. And then it would be Sarah and our marriage. And then would be my job and my work. Um, or, you know, I guess one that I forgot there would be uh, relationships outside mm-hmm. of our marriage mm-hmm. and family, that type of thing. And so where, what, what are your priorities? And then what are you doing to make sure that those are your number one priorities? Yes. Like, f- um, for example, this year. So usually I get pretty ahead of myself in goal setting. I really like goal setting. Um, but I don't uh, do maybe the deep digging. I like the... I like the idea, you know, Mm -hmm. I I make goals and I get really excited for a fresh start. But then it's like, you know, harder than that. The ideal 2019 Sarah. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Is uh, way different than the actual 2019 Sarah. I, I make goals for the ideal, but then... I don't consider what it will actually take to implement that, you mm-hmm. know, and that's where the ideal comes from is like doing the work. Um, so for this year, I did the same thing. I went goal crazy and I made my whole little magazine and I I did the whole thing. Um, but instead of like, I don't necessarily have an example, but instead of like just having the goal, I have like the characteristic I want to be- build in order to achieve the goal. So like in work, instead of it just saying like, whatever it says, work this many hours or make this much money or whatever, mm-hmm. it's create dis- self-discipline so that I can do that. Because sometimes I'm not great at self-discipline. <laughs> like, um, So it's more about like what, what, characteristic do i need to develop in order to achieve Hmm. you know the kind of work life balance that i want to achieve right because you can't be a high achieving person and lack discipline or lack yeah whatever discipline generally like you just have to have discipline in every area of life or it's not going to work um but yeah it's like examples like that is kind of i think that's what I'm focusing on this year. Yeah. I think one uh, good side note that um, for, that Michael Hyatt also talked about was that balance is not equal time. Yes. It's not about that, you know, spending 40 hours a week at work means that now my I need to go spend 40 hours a week with my wife. Then I need to go spend 40 hours a week praying. Yes. And I need to go spend 40 hours a week. It's not about the equal time is not balance in is it appropriate time yes. is balance. And so spending the appropriate amount of time in each of these priorities is whenever you are, you know, uh, living in that tension of balance. Yeah. Quality over quantity maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um so the second um thing is to schedule time for the things that matter most. This is I think another thing that we are doing not maybe on accident to that because I didn't know about that but we sat down the first week of January and made an ideal obviously you're gonna have to shuffle things around sometimes but an ideal schedule of our week and what it looks like yeah and like it's we easily schedule work stuff it's like you you if somebody if you have a meeting you just write down in your calendar like 10 a.m 
meeting. Yeah. But the, we also need to schedule, you know, 6 p.m. dinner with spouse. Yes. You know, or uh, 7 a.m. workout. Yes. Or, you know, whatever. First time I've ever put that on my calendar. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, whatever it is, it's like th- these things that are priorities, you need to schedule the time for the things that matter most. And that goes into the third thing of establishing a set of non-negotiables in your life that mm-hmm. are all that are on the calendar that are just a few things that um so I uh, we'll just let's talk about us and non-negotiables and calendar and things like that. So one thing that I started last year and I'm 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 keeping I um in in rolling it over I guess like yeah. I, I I like it. I like um, my life whenever I do this. Mm-hmm is a non-negotiable for me is I stop all work and all screen time at 8 p.m. Right. If it, it When 8 p.m. hits, so if I have a video that I'm working on and I'm editing and it is it is for tomorrow even, um, I'll stop. And I will just, you know, there's a cutoff time and no screens after 8 p.m. And then I will just read mm-hmm. or spend time with you, you know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But just no... Just, you know, no, it's it, the, the hard fast rule is no screens after eight, but that also means no work after eight. Like sometimes I stop working at six. Sometimes I, you know, keep right. working and I, and I end up working until eight. But it, the thing for me is no screens after eight. Um, and that's, that's, that would be like a non-negotiable, you know, that for me, yeah. um, another non-negotiable on our calendar is like church every Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, that's not you know, a huge time commitment. It's not like, um, like I said, it's not about the equal time, mm-hmm. but it is, that is, that is something that is important to us. And so we have it on the calendar. Right. And that is something that is a non-negotiable. If something comes up at, you know, 10 a.m. on Sunday morning, you know, we will pretty much evaluate, the answer is pretty much no, unless it's something that is, you know, important. far, yeah, far and above like, worth this one week of right you know, whatever right like i said you always have to shuffle things around right. and that that's another thing with with um i think work-life balance in in life in general is that you have this calendar that is the ideal but just like life and any road you can be on there's going to be detours there's going to be things that slow you down there's going to be things that are shortcuts there's going to be you know whatever there is right but you just constantly have to be in the mindset of reevaluating of so last year i i did i from for almost the entire year i kept up the goal of reading every day after 8 p.m. and i would read um sometimes every morning um and sometimes every morning uh, <laughs> um yeah <laughs> sometimes in the morning yeah sometimes in the morning um and so but then um, in the last part of the year, I went on a huge work trip and I was gone for like a week. And whenever I came back, I had a hard, t- I didn't reevaluate and reassess and get back into that flow. And then I went on another trip after that. And that like killed me for the rest of the year. Like mm-hmm. I just, I, I, I don't think I did it like yeah. once after that trip, M- you know, maybe I did, but I don't like, it was definitely far between like times that I uh right you know did it because those were detours in my schedule you know it's easy to keep a routine if your days look the exact same but then there are days whenever things are just completely out of whack and you if you don't stop and reassess your priorities and stop and reassess the calendar that you want it is so easy to mm-hmm. get sidetracked and just completely forget like I just spent seven eight months of this year doing exactly how i you know what i wanted to do and then this two-week trip totally detoured and now for the rest of the months of the year i like failed yeah and so constantly reassessing right because again intention everything takes intention right and it's it's hard like it's not easy to be always on in that sense right you know and so back to the calendar, mm-hmm. like it, it's easy to schedule the work stuff, right? But we need to put on the calendar the things that we 
think matter the most, schedule right. them and set non-negotiables. So like I was saying, you know, the church on Sunday, but then also our marriage is a priority. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I care more about our relationship than I care about work. So why am I not putting as much or more intention into this relationship? And so a non-negotiable is like weekly date night, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like to make sure that we spend that quality right. time with each other. Right. Right. Because for a long time, it seemed like, oh, we don't need to do anything about date night. We're, li- I mean, we're married, no kids. We see each other all day, every day. Right. Like, there's no need. But just because you see each other all day, every day, doesn't mean you're spending time together. Right. It's completely different. Yeah. I also schedule my alone time. Right. I wanted to mention that. Yes. I put it on the weekly calendar, Sarah, by herself. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a non-negotiable. Yeah. I might have to move the day every once in a while, but... Because I have always known that I need that, like I need time, but for some reason I have a hard time taking that time. And so I usually just don't until I get like real bad and Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, peace out. Yeah. And instead of letting myself get to that point, I'm just going to be proactive. And because you know yourself. Right. And you know, you know, who you are. And you have um, intentionally made this space that is, again, it goes back to your health. Like Mm -hmm. in the same way that you would, you know, hopefully we can schedule and uh, actually follow through with, you know, (laughs) physical health. Yeah. Your mental health requires a block of time that is for nobody but yourself. Right. It is personal time. And then the... The next thing on the list is I actually already jumped ahead, but is alignment. Um, so focusing on realigning things, you know, whenever things get out of whack. Yeah. And so, you know, we already talked about that, but, you know, that that is very important. Yeah. That you realign. Right. Part of my, I think maybe it's a subconscious thing for the most part. I don't know, but... I think a lot of times it feels like, oh my gosh, I failed, I failed, I failed, I failed. And then it's just like this whole negative um, track in your mind instead of, um, and you just kind of beat yourself up for it instead of just being like, I mean, nobody's perfect. Let's try again. Like how many times do we start over on everything except for like personal things, you know, Mm -hmm. like if you do something wrong at work one day, you correct. Like that's just how it is, you know? And for some reason we're fine with that. But when you apply that to your personal life, we don't do that. We Mm -hmm. just like, well, I didn't do it. So I guess I'll just not drink water the rest of the month or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Like, well, I don't understand why we do that to ourselves. I mean, me included, I'm very bad at it. I think like, well, I missed the gym this week. Guess I won't go for 10 months, you know, like... (laughs) It doesn't yeah. make any sense. We for I think for uh well probably still for basically for our entire marriage I was gonna say for many years but for ten years now um in our marriage it has we've done that with grocery shopping. Oh my gosh, I'm the worst at grocery. We'll be shopping. like, okay, we're we're gonna eat at home. This is our goal. Our yes. goal is that we are going to eat at home almost every day of the week, and we go grocery shopping one time. And then we were like, oh, yeah, we're doing it. For a whole week. We like made all of our meals and I did all the dishes and we're doing it. And then it comes to that next week and we didn't go grocery shopping. So we eat out and then we eat out for three years. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And then it really is like three years. (laughs) And we're like, oh, wait, remember how we were going to eat at home? Let's do that. Yeah. And then the whole cycle starts again. And honestly, we're still in that cycle. (laughs) And that is because we have never prioritized it. Right. And we've never added it to the calendar. Yeah. If we because... added it to the calendar of make grocery list, right. grocery shop every, you know, Monday at 6 p.m., whatever it is. Right. If it was the same every week. Yes. Yeah. Then, then we would do it. But because we never were intentional, we, mm-hmm. we didn't put intention behind it. We didn't put it on the calendar. And it's my least favorite thing in the world anyway. Right. And, th- and that's the thing is it's, it's easy to be intentional about things that we love. Right. I mean- 
I, I do enjoy not spending a ton of money on eating out, though. When I look at our bank account, right. on the times that we do cook at home, I'm like, hey, that's kind of nice. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should just look at it like that. Um, I think another uh, point to bring up is that balance is not the same thing as rest. Yes. And the thing that all of us have to remember and remind ourselves is that rest is ultimately the healthiest thing we can do. Yeah, I think that's kind of what I was trying to say at the very beginning of this podcast is that um, allowing yourself to just sit for a minute or be bored or whatever is where true creativity comes from. And it's where like ideas happen. And, and it's not, um, I again, it's intentional. It's not mindlessly scrolling Netflix and watching whatever movie is on there. That's not rest, in my opinion. I do think that there is a place for that, but that's not the rest that I think we are talking about. We're talking about intentional rest. And I don't think any of us know how to do that. Yeah, It's hard, and it takes a lot of intention. Because you can still uh, get to the point where you're you are juggling, you're balancing, and you're and you're doing this, you know, thing of, of balancing your life where you have you're working hard mm-hmm. and you're playing hard and you are, you know, spending the amount of time you need with your kids or with your spouse or, you know, with your extracurriculars. Yeah. And your work. But you can still burn yourself out mm-hmm. because you cannot maintain that level of intensity for very long. You can you could potentially do it for years, right? But at some point, you you are either going to be emotionally drained and burned out, mm-hmm. or your body is going to do it for you, or both, or both. And so, you're you know if if you end up making it years and you go fifteen years at this intensity, you know there's a possibility that you will just have a heart attack and your body will say like, you need to stop. Or maybe you end up hating what you're doing. Yeah. And nobody wants to hate what they do. Right. So just avoid that by giving yourself a little bit of space sometimes. Right. And and that and then, you know, if, if it's not your body telling you, you know, with a hard uh, like, <laughs> hey, bro, slow down. Yeah. Um, is, is also just in to your point that you can get burned out doing something that is your dream. Yeah. Is your passion. I mean, I think there's plenty of examples of that. We don't really need to name any of like there's everybody knows examples of people who have burned themselves out doing things they love because they they didn't do it with not with intention. I they just didn't balance it like it should be balanced. Right. Like nobody who is I think like a top level CEO, whatever, they're not at at their job 100 hours a day. Mm-hmm. You know, what do they, they take vacations, they take um, date nights, they like make sure that they're doing things well. And that includes things outside of work. And just genuinely taking rest. Yes. And making space outside of this thing that you you truly love, like you love your work and you want to spend more than 40 hours, 60 hours, you know, 70 hours, whatever it is. Yeah. The hours matter, don't matter. Not at all. It has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with outside of that time. Mm -hmm. Are you truly, you know, resting? Right. And, you know, some, I think that some parts of it can be um, rejuvenating, I guess, in, in, um, and taking time to do things that energize you. But then other times it's like the work itself really genuinely does yeah. energize you, but that doesn't um, replace rest. Right. And whenever I say rest, I'm talking about sleep, one. There is no reason that you should be sacrificing your sleep on a consistent, regular basis. Right. You know, obviously, every once in a while, you have to stay up late, you have to get up early, you know, be, just it's just life. Like yeah. sometimes there are you have to sacrifice a few hours of sleep but if you live your life right if you're always up till 3 a.m working there's yeah. probably a problem right and <laughs> think about the quality of work that you're doing mm-hmm. 
at that time, whenever your your brain is, you know, it, it that cog is like slowing down, and it's like, yeah, oh, go you, you you stayed. I stayed up until two a.m. getting this done, and it's like, well, the well rested brain got it done at four p.m. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, us us in this American like culture of right. like glorifying the the overworker, mm-hmm. and again. This isn't a blanket statement. Obviously, there are going to be times when you have to put in more hours. Not, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like there, that's going to happen sometimes. Yeah, but, but that shouldn't be the norm. Yeah, and we, and also, we just as our just society has done a very good job at praising those yes who kill themselves for work. Right. I mean, it's all over Instagram. You know, like pulled an all nighter. Right. Or, um. The coffee, like all the coffee drinking and mm-hmm. like, it, it's so ingrained in culture that you don't even need examples. Like it just right. is what it is. And yeah. it's, it's um hard to watch, yeah, I think for me. Right. And if, if you, if you had a project based job where you have the freedom to, you know, where your job doesn't dictate that you clock in at five and you clock out at, or clock in at nine and, and clock out at five. <laughs> yeah. And you, it's a project-based thing. The person who um, is somebody who, who is an efficient, highly focused worker and they clock out every day at 3 p.m. because they got their stuff done typically is not the person who gets praised or even right. like considered for promotion, you know, whatever, because they leave early every day. Yeah. But even though they're, you know, they get their stuff done and it is uh, maybe even of greater quality, mm-hmm. you know, and this is just an example. I'm sure there are many, many stories that, that disprove this, but right. I just in, in the American societal culture, it's like that person probably doesn't get praised or promoted in the same rate as the person who stays till 8 p.m. every day working seemingly you know more hours in busting their butt to you know make sure that the stuff is done whenever one grinding themselves into the ground probably isn't producing the quality mm-hmm. work even though their quantity time mm-hmm. is more but even if the even if the uh product at the end of the day is the same the person who stayed till eight is probably getting praised more than the person who left it at three for sure even though it's the same product at the end of the day whenever we should be saying how are you so good right at your highly focused highly intentional work and actually getting it done that's the person that we should be modeling our lives after right probably i would assume so Uh, yeah you definitely don't see people like i only worked four hours today because i was efficient you know right they're like oh pulled another all-nighter look at me because that is exactly, <laughs> you know, if you were to post that on so, if Instagram and you're like, exactly like that exact thing, you're like, I'm, I, I worked smarter, not harder. And I only spent four hours at work today. Like that's not getting the likes of somebody who is posting a picture of them with their coffee at, in the clock in the background at 11 PM and be like, you know, working late, hashtag hustle grind. Like, yeah, that's getting the likes. Right. Exactly. And that is. But what life do you actually want to live? Oh, I agree. I 100% like don't. I think that on some levels we have the work life ideas wrong. I think they're skewed. I'm not. I don't think that I. I don't think that we shouldn't work or that we shouldn't love to work or that we shouldn't create great work ethic in ourselves. Like that is not at all what work-life balance is about. Work-life balance is about working really well and really hard on the things you love, but not killing yourself in the process. Right. And I don't understand. I don't understand why that's hard to understand. (laughs) Right. I don't know why I feel so, and this is personal. I feel so like, please understand. Please don't think that I mean that you shouldn't work because like, I don't know why I feel that in me by saying that. I think because it goes into the culture. Yeah. Like I I, I feel like right now it's kind of like in this conversation, you know, I kind of feel this twinge that we need to say like, but none of this is to say that we don't work hard and we don't do all this stuff. Exactly. You know, I feel that. But I shouldn't, have to say that yeah because the product we produce should speak for itself right you know it's like 
it it's not like um, recording and editing three videos a week just happen in an hour. Right. You know, this podcast it doesn't take just the hour it takes to record it. Right. You know, it's like the everything else that we do, all of the time it takes to I mean, it takes so much time to do all of the stuff that we do. Right. That nobody will ever see. Yeah. But I feel like it it does feel like I have to defend a little bit. Like, wait, don't don't misunderstand. Don't think that I'm lazy, please. Right. It's just that I think you know what I mean? I, I feel like I have to defend our work ethic when we're talking about not working a hundred percent of the time, you know, which is weird. And like, I don't know. I I don't know. It's weird. Whenever in reality, what I would love for us to be bragging about is I get eight hours of sleep every night. Right. I actually only have to work five hours a day. Right. And I, you know, spend ample amount of time on my relationship. Yeah. You know, it's plural. Yeah. And, you know, but that's, that's not valued in our culture. It's not. I, yeah. And I mean, I'm, I know I'm guilty of it too. I know I'm guilty of falling into that. And I know I'm guilty of, I guess, promoting it in a certain way. Um, Although I do try very hard not to promote or not to um, humble brag, I Mm -hmm. guess. Like I, I'm very, very conscious of that because I know what I value and I know that I that I don't want to promote something that I don't value. And so even if it'll like make me feel validated, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um but I think I mean it's just you go on social media on Instagram or wherever and it's that's all it is. It's all people humble bragging about how much they're working but not about like well okay, well sure, yeah, you worked 12 hours on that but if you had just done this thing you could have worked seven like (laughs) nobody's talking about that nobody's talking about how like if you would just drink water instead of 12 cups of coffee like (laughs) Mm -hmm. you would you would need the 12 cups of coffee because you slept eight hours and you drank water that's all we need to for our bodies to feel like good is eight hours of sleep water and some veggies but for some reason (laughs) all we know how to promote is coffee (laughs) Nothing against coffee because I love drinking tea. You know, I drink caffeine on a very regular basis, but caffeine is a drug that is enhancing. Like it is a drug. The actual way that it affects our body is like a drug. Mm-hmm. And we're just like, we're cool with it. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? That's it's crazy to me. So I feel like we need to defend our work ethic, or I feel like I have to defend our work ethic in this conversation, but in reality, we shouldn't. In reality, yeah, that because, shouldn't because be what, the thing. What we should promote, and hopefully, what we do promote, yeah, and what we do model in our lives is, you know, work-life balance. But, um, yeah, I but, try to do but, whatever that means. But ultimately, living a healthy, balanced life, and hopefully, we live a modeled life at, of that we prioritize relationships, right, and. There are many different studies that prove that people who engage in deep, meaningful relationships throughout their life live longer, mm-hmm. more, and healthier lives. Yeah. And it, there's just because there is an actual brain-body connection to whatever I don't know, you know, whatever chemicals, whatever happens in our brain, whenever we are truly making human connections and we are truly having deep, meaningful relationships. And, you know, maybe there is some, uh, uh, what would you, I guess, causation in there of that whenever you are in deep relationship, that means that you can live better life because you have a support system that whenever, you know, you have, uh, something that you need help with, you have people there, Mm -hmm. you know, you have, financial um i guess backup you have right um you know whatever it is you it, know, allevi- it alleviates some stress alleviate stress in that way maybe maybe that is is part of the thing that you know leads to the healthier happier life you know or you know, maybe it, it is more ethereal you, like yeah more... i think it's ethereal i think well it's just kind of like that um 
if you don't feel like smiling, just smile because eventually mm-hmm. it'll come naturally. And I think that's that's kind of, I think, what like relationships, they just make your life smile. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, like it's not about um, this backup system per se. I mean, it is. But whenever you're just like making regular jokes with a friend, mm-hmm. how much better do you feel? You know, you can't, you don't sit there and make jokes with yourself. That's weird. Right. You know, but if there's somebody else sitting across the table from you, I mean, you're going to laugh and laughing makes you happier. It is scientific. And I think, um, yeah, I, I hope that's what we promote. Right. I, I, mean, I hope that's what we stand for. And I think, I think it is. And I think on a personal level, I think I've even maybe gone the opposite sometimes that like I sacrifice my work to value people um and i don't know but if that is what is on your personal you know priority list whenever you make out the things that 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 are things that are your things Mm -hmm. not for anybody else that you prioritize and you put relationships above work then it's not it it's not bad right then you're doing exactly what you that you intentionally Mm-hmm. sacrificed a little bit of work for the people. Yeah. Because that's what you, that was your goal in the first place. So you shouldn't feel bad about it. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, I think in the, again, the culture that we live in obviously values work and I want to work hard, you know, whatever. But I have multiple times in my life said like, look, I'm not the best, whatever, writer, videographer, photographer, blah, 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 blah. But I hope I love people well. Mm-hmm. that's it like that's that's what i hope i hope that the people who know me know that i love them and would do whatever i need to do to support them yeah i think that's it i don't right. feel bad about it thanks <laughs> and, and that's I, go ahead yeah i mean that, i think that's the thing is that i hope that is what we are modeling while we are trying to build to, our dream well while we're trying to do that like Right. We're not saying like, hey, look at our life and model yourself after it. We're more so, so saying, here's what we're trying to do. Yeah. You can follow us on this journey. Because, yeah. I mean, have I, I, I haven't achieved work-life balance. I haven't put relationships, you know, it, I haven't valued relationships in the way that I ideally would want to. Right. I haven't, you know, treated you in the ideal way I wanted to treat you. I haven't spent the ideal amount of time with God that I want to. I haven't like done as much work as ideally I would want to. Right. Like so it's not about saying like here's the path to my success. It's more so that I mean, I think that most of all of our video and audio content is literally just narrating our journey Mm -hmm. through our goal of trying to live emotionally mentally spiritually healthy lives yeah and you know i I mean it's back we fail every day and we succeed every day right so i think that's more so the thing yeah totally one thing before we wrap up is that i totally forgot we were on the track of talking about uh rest Mm -hmm. is that is one thing that we put on our calendar as well. Yes. That we, and this is something that we've been, uh, haven't done well in, in years past, but we have made the decision this year. One of our goals, I guess, is that we are going to actually take a day off. A full day. And it's like we, you know, we've always taken some sort of like weekend or, or weekend day. And, and it's kind of like we take it easy that day. Yeah. But we still will do maybe a little bit of work. Yeah. Or, or we'll know, be like, well, we don't really need to do too much today, but let's just record the podcast. Right. Exactly. And so, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> which is funny, yeah. you know, because I think for a lot of people, it's like, you know, re- setting all this up and recording a podcast on your day off. Yeah. You know, that, that would literally be what we would do. Yeah. Um, it, which to, I mean, even to us, it was like, it doesn't feel like it work. doesn't feel like work. I mean, it was just kind of like, it's fine. I but, liked sitting here having conversations. You know? But I think at the end of the day, it's being if we truly value rest and we know what it means in our life to have rest, to have boredom, to create that space in our life, we need to put it on the calendar. And so we put blocked out all of Sunday mm-hmm. 
that it is no screens, no social media, no work. The only thing that we you know do that day right. is we go to church in the morning, and then the rest of the day is just for reading personal and relationship and yeah. so you know whether it is it's really whatever you want to do with your time yeah that doesn't involve a screen yes. including all social media yes and so if you see us on social media on sunday you can call us out because our goal this year is to not be on social media i at feel like all i'll be bad at it for at least a little bit on sunday so if we're liking your stuff or you know commenting or posting or doing anything and it's on sunday you can just mm-hmm. comment and be like, hey, Cody, what, what are you, you doing? doing? <laughs> it's Sunday. You won't have a problem with it, I don't feel like. You do have a pretty good handle on social media and self-discipline. I, on the other hand, have a very bad handle on social media. <laughs> yeah. So it'll take me a couple weeks to detox, but I'm excited about it. Yeah, and so I think it's just creating that space for rest and I also think it's creating that space for boredom, yeah, and um, uh, creating that that the silence mm-hmm. that we completely miss in our current day and age. Like we used to have actual silence in our brains, where our brains could make these connections with you know random things, which create these uh, creative ideas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like. Um- I mean, just whenever we were kids, what did you do whenever you were bored? You went outside and played. But what did that, that ended up like engaging your imagination and you would create these like stories of you and the tree house and you would, you know, like create this whole other world, right? We don't have that now. So like, or we could have that, but now we're adults and have to like do right. it ourselves. So I think that's kind of the point is like giving your brain that space to like just imagine and then make the connections and see what comes of it. Yep. And I think one quick argument for that is, well, an argument that somebody may have against that is like, Mm -hmm. I'm too busy. I can't take a day off because if I take a day off, then I'll be a day behind, you know, whatever, whatever. I think, you know, obviously I don't know your situation. I don't know, you know, anybody's thing. It's more so maybe I'm going to give you a thought. And then also maybe challenge you to try it mm-hmm. in that if you were, instead of working through that day and spending those hours working on it, if you were to actually take a day and truly rest. Again, not just mindlessly watch Netflix. Right. If you binge watch an entire season of a Netflix show, you're probably going to be just as tired if you were to spend right. that time working. Your brain didn't rest. If you truly rested and then you went into work the next day, I would uh, my I would say that most likely you could get the amount of work you would have done on Sunday and Monday on done on Monday because mm-hmm. you go into it with a truly fresh, rejuvenated brain that you're going to do smart, highly focused, intentional work. Yeah. Versus a the work that we do as people whenever we don't actually give ourselves time to rest that it's it's basically half time work mm-hmm. and so it takes us twice or three times as long to do it it's not the quality that we would actually want it in, for, versus doing highly intentional focused work absolutely and you know if you try it and you get a day behind you know you can just email me and let <laughs> me know and uh, I'll just put it in the uh, I don't care file because at least you got a, a day of rest, which matters more than your day of work. Yeah, I, th- I think we just we just get so worried about being behind that we forget that we won't be. Yeah, that's just the truth. Whatever is left over at the end of the day will be there the next and it's not going to hurt anybody. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you don't need to work till 11 p.m. But do get out there and be a high achiever. Yes. And have a great work ethic. Be a high achiever. Do the but, things. Uh, actually, we can just go back to our motto. Yeah. We haven't actually said it in a while, but we put it on t-shirts because we truly believe in it <laughs> of work hard, but love harder. Yes. That is, if, if that is what you take away from ever spending a moment without us or our content, 
I would love for that to be the thing that is stuck in your life is that work hard, love harder. Yes. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of Deeply Curious. As a reminder, it is brought to you by B&H Photo Video. You can check them out by clicking on any of the links in the description of any of the gear that we are using. Also by shop.deeplycurious.fm. You can get yourself some Deeply Curious branded merchandise or a t-shirt or a hoodie that says work hard, love harder. It just says love harder, but. Correct. <laughs> that, but, but the work hard the work, is yeah. understood. The, yeah, the, the work hard <laughs> is implied. Yeah, um, implied, that's it. Yes, um, because ultimately, love harder, yeah. and, you know, but it is work hard, love harder. Get yourself some stuff that says love harder on it, and that'll be the end of this episode. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.